Welcome into the November 14th episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. An emotional weekend here at Scotiabank Arena. They split the games on the ice with a loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but a win over the Vancouver Canucks. But some pretty incredible moments off the ice. Toronto um, had a tremendous ceremony for Borea Salming on Saturday. And then obviously hosted the Hall of Fame class that are in town this weekend with the Hall of Fame game on Friday. We'll break all that more, all that down and more coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf Century podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video format on YouTube. Just search up Locked On Leafs, hit subscribe, and get new content delivered directly to you each and every day monday through friday every morning it's all leafs all the time um man what an incredibly emotional weekend it was like first they had all the the for the hall of fame game they had obviously the hall of famers right congratulations to roberto luongo the sedine twins alfredson herb carnegie and rika salonen all going into the hall of fame uh, tonight technically is the induction ceremony, but the Hall of Fame game on Friday was fantastic, and uh, Boreas Salming was able to make the trip over to Toronto and be part of the Hall of Fame class, um, which I think was just super important given the fact that it's so Swedish. Whoops, it's so Swedish heavy, Dave, uh, and the fact that he was there I thought was just outstanding. And I don't know about you, but uh, my eyeballs were certainly sweating a little bit watching watching that whole thing kind of go down and, and watching Daryl Sittler break down a little bit. Yeah. As soon as Daryl Sittler started to like break down, that's where I kind of lost it a little bit there. Cause if you, if you didn't read like Daryl Sittler has been like right, right there with Boris Salming as soon as he found out the diagnosis, it's such a tough situation. And the fact he was there, like I, it's incredible that he was even there to begin with. Cause you know, he's going through so much. And he he took the time to be there for his fellow countrymen, right? And like, yeah. So, and I'm glad the Leafs did it on both nights. You know, Hall of Fame is like that's that's like for the Hall of Famers, and I'm glad that they were like, okay, he's gonna be there. There's gonna be a moment, but to also make sure that they did it on the Saturday just for him, I thought that was so special and so important. And the organization understanding that too, you know, dressing the all Swedish lineup to start yeah. the game. Having Will and Nylander do the ceremonial puck drop, like they they the like the Leafs did that perfectly. Like you could not have done it any better than how they did it this weekend. Yeah, they did it a, a tremendous job, and, and and you're right. Credit to Sheldon Keith for uh, for starting the all Swedish lineup. I'll be honest, I I didn't realize how many Swedes were on the team. I guess <laughs> the fact that you could start like all six guys on the ice in a Maple Leafs uniform. Swedish players 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know why I never realized it, but I'm like, oh, damn, there is a lot of sweets on this team. Somebody had, brought that idea up, though. Like, I saw somebody's like, yo, start all the Swedes. Like, well, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense, right? Just like for, for your first shift. Yeah, of course. Start all the Swedes. It, it makes a lot of sense. So it was um, Engvall, Nylander, Yarncroft, and then Sandine and Lilligren on the back end. And then, which we got to get into in a moment, but Eric Schalgren, who was starting in game two of a back-to-back, um, started both games uh, for them, but did end up getting the start uh for the um for the Toronto Maple Leafs but it was honestly just such a, a touching moment um seeing Boris Salmi get the ovation he did Friday and Saturday uh and the Leafs did as they typically do their first class organization a tremendous job with the entire ceremony so um great job by the Maple Leafs you know give them some stick, stick taps on that one and uh you know keep keep fighting the good fight Boria obviously I was it was kind of tough to see um, what was going on there a lot of the time, just because you know you knew he was, I mean the man struggling, but the fact that he was able to get over here, we were able to to see him and and people were able to, um, you know, show their love and gratitude. I I guarantee you he loved every second of that. Um, just it was, it was it was weird though, right? Like it was it was beautiful to watch and tough to watch at the same time, right? Yeah, that really like you know you you're so you're so happy in the moment, but then you're like realizing what it really means, you know, for not just him, but you know his family was there, and you saw the reaction for them because they, they you don't know how many of these moments he's gonna have left, right? Like this disease is just so unpredictable, right? You know, he's already lost his ability to speak. Uh, you can see that some of the movement, like Daryl Sittler holding his arm up, that was like. That was so heartbreaking. And then you see like Matt Sundin, like you, you like it's not just for him what it meant to him, but it's also the people who have been going through this with him. To be able to have these memories, right? These are the memories that they're gonna remember more and hopefully try to remember these memories more than the struggles he's going through. And that's why it's so important to do things like this. Yeah, completely agree. It's a really good point, buddy. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll get back and we'll we'll, we'll break down the games and uh, talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame class that's going in tonight. Um, but we certainly had to had to get into the whole Boria Salming celebration for sure. Uh, all right, before we move on though, let's uh, talk a little bit about one of today's show sponsors, and that's Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you want to listen up because right now, lockdown lease listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system. For 50% off, it's their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss out. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. And an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Uh, with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, adjust system settings, all that with Simply Safe. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. And remember, you're getting 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you will not want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. 
There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back into the Locked On at Least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with my co-host Dave Morissuti. Um, Maple Leafs coming off of a split this weekend, the loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, a victory over the Vancouver Canucks. We'll start with with Friday. We'll go chronologically. Start with Friday against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that game, Dave? A real that was a little bit of a disappointing game considering how they lost the game, right? Like the goal that Eric Schalgren allowed to like that eventually stood as the game winner was a disappointing one. Oh, yeah. And Justin Hall, the play he made on the on like the the Zucker goal and how he played Gagne Malkin, I'm like maybe don't play Gagne Malkin like that. Don't give him the puck so easily. Um, like just those sort of mistakes were are still like they, they continue to be so like backbreaking for the Leafs. Like Sheldon Keefe, I don't know, many of you saw his reaction on the bench when like they're giving up the puck. Like Sandine had had a play like that where he just made a lazy pass and ended up in a turnover. Like he's clearly getting frustrated by them not learning from their their mistakes. Yeah, but, 15, 15 giveaways in that game. Yeah, after they did 17 giveaways a few days ago against the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, you're giving – it's not even that the other team is beating you. It's that you're giving them the opportunities to beat you. And that's the frustrating part. Um, I will say, you know, Zach Aston reese getting, uh, getting the goal against uh, his former team. So it's a nice little, uh, little bonus there. Um, but yeah, like the Leafs have got to start learning their lessons because you know good teams are going to take advantage. I I know the Penguins have had their struggles this season, but still the Pittsburgh Penguins they still have good players on their team, and they're going to make you pay for mistakes that you're going to make on the regular. So they got to they got to they got to clean that up. Otherwise, it's you're you're going to be you know splitting a lot of games uh, down the stretch. How much do you think? That loss not sitting well with Shalgrim went into him maybe demanding the net for the Saturday game against Vancouver. I I think it I think it speaks uh, I, I think there's a you know he was really hard on himself and yeah I like Very. that I like that they went back with him you know let's see if you can prove that you can step up and get the win after you know, it really does. It really does test what you know the mental cap- capability of Shalgren to can he bounce back from a goal like that, a loss like that, on a back to back. You know, you don't see goaltenders make back to back starts a lot, and even when he was in the HL, I don't think he was doing that on the regular either. So, I did. I actually was a little surprised they went with him on the back to back, but then you know what I was thinking, like you know they play Saturday and they don't play again until Tuesday, so. It's not like, you know, they have a really short window of games. I didn't mind it, and I, I like that they gave him that chance to earn the earn the bounce back uh, performance. I'll say this. I was a little bit – I was definitely quite shocked to see that, uh, that they were going to roll the dice there um, just because if he goes down, now like you're looking at Petrozilli as like this team's number one, right? I mean, yeah, Matt Murray should be healthy, and, and he might even be ready to go for when they go and play Pittsburgh on Tuesday, and maybe that's what they decided. He let him play, you know, former team. He was supposed to do that the last time he suited up against Ottawa. We all know what happened. Hasn't really played a game since, but now he might have that opportunity. But, you know, if Shogren plays a second game, overextends himself, and then ends up getting hurt in that game by playing back-to-back nights for the first time in his NHL career, I, I – 
you know, it, it just seemed like a little bit too risky for me. I mean, obviously the risk paid off. They won the game. He did not end up getting hurt. Um, but I think like, I, I don't know, like Petrozelli could have potentially also won that game. Like Toronto against Vancouver seemed to be, um, they control the a large majority of that game. And as they should, right. They are the more superior team and they absolutely should go in there and, 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 you know, mop the floor with them. It, the score I don't think was as indicative as, as it could have been Uh three, two final probably could have been a little bit bigger than that. Toronto had to come back from behind and guess who, uh, guess who made a little in-game wager when Toronto went down 2-0 to come back and win the game in regulation. All right. This guy. Um, thank you, Vancouver, for showing that you're worse than Toronto holding leads in a game as well. <laughs> like, well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely they did. But but they had, they had a really strong um, second period in that game. Third period was pretty good, too. But uh, are we now Jamie Ben stands or what? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I was at a I was at a wedding and I had the game recorded. All of a sudden, I'm getting a bunch of texts saying Jordy Ben, you know, Jordy go. Ben, sorry, Jordy Ben. Well, no, this was Jamie Ben in disguise. You didn't know that. <laughs> well, first of all, first first of all, what was he doing down there by the net? <laughs> that that is a good question that, that I have. He's ultimate master plan. We're, they're not going to see you. It's it's brilliant because you're not going to see it coming. Like who's gonna expect Jordy Ben to be at the net front on a rebound? Not me. I. It, it was just so funny when like I I watched back at this game and I'm like, yeah, what the heck was he doing down there in the first place? But look, goal scorers know where to go to the net. When to go to the net, and he he took that opportunity there. Um, you know what? Like, I, I, it was obviously surprising to see that TJ Brody was taken out, and you're like, oh, like just you were getting like a little little concerned there, but. Mm-hmm. This is what they brought guys like Jordy Ben in to do. You know, if the, if something were to happen, you need a guy that's going to be able to step in and fill in when needed. And what surprised me more was that he eventually got the top pairing duties with Morgan Riley. Right? He was. It, it wasn't that he was just playing low in the lineup. Like Sheldon Keith ultimately decided, all right, we gotta we gotta change things up because Riley and Lilligren weren't having their best game together. And they've been pretty good up until this point. So I did like that he made that switch and realized something needed to be different and good on Jordy Ben to be able to step up in his first game in that situation. Yeah, those guys, they played together 10 minutes, 16 seconds uh, on ice and 80% Corsi rating together. Outshot their opponents 10 to 3 when they were out on the ice. A 74 expected goals differential and... uh, 11 to four scoring chances only gave up two high danger chances uh, went out there on the ice and uh, three defensive zone face offs. So it's not like they were uh, necessarily sheltered either. So pretty good stuff um, out of Jordy Ben. Um, absolutely made a good impression on, uh, on Leafs Nation in his debut performance uh, as, as the Toronto Maple Leafs with them defeating the Vancouver Canucks 3 2. Um, but like it's just the, the whole con- back fashion right the fact that they were able to come back the way that they did it made it very very exciting um so uh, you know austin matthews ends up scoring a goal pure angball um as much hate as he got i thought pure angball was one of the better leaves in that game against the vancouver canucks i don't know if it was you know uh 
a Swedish thing, like if it was because there were so many Swedes in the building, you want to show off for his fellow countrymen or what it was. But I thought Pierre Engvall actually had a, a pretty good game, more reminiscent to what he was doing a year ago um, and, and was rewarded with a goal um, because of it as well. And obviously Jordy Ben scoring the game winner. Still had 21 giveaways though, Dave. Like clearly you look, you can you can get away with 21 giveaways against Vancouver most of the most of the time, but a playoff team, you're not gonna get away with that. Like that that still does need to be cleaned up. They've got to get much, much more crisp uh, and cleaner in a lot of what they're doing. I think that's that's has to happen. Has to happen. All right, uh, why don't we take another quick break here, and then when we get back, we can talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame class that's going into uh, going into it tonight. They're going to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that and more in a moment, but first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for your professional and amateur league out there, from hockey to football to basketball, soccer, and more. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Lee's podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti, my co-host. Uh, thank you so much if it's your first time checking us out. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you are a loyal and everyday viewer of the show, you might not be a subscriber. because so we got low subscriber numbers. Like the people who watch our videos every day don't always subscribe. Go ahead, subscribe. Then you don't got to go look for the video. We got videos coming out every day, Monday through Friday, all Leafs all the time. If you are a true member of Leafs Nation, got to be a member of the Lockdown Leafs family. Go check out the podcast. Also, the uh, the Discord. Lots of people were asking about the Discord. We talked about it last time. Uh, we'll leave that in the in the podcast description below as well, um, and also on the uh, the iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. It'll be in the description there as well, so you can join the Discord family. Uh, all right, uh, big weekend in Toronto, obviously, with the Maple Leafs playing back-to-back games, getting a couple of, you know, a couple of big games under their belt. But also, it was Hall of Fame weekend, and just kind of amped up everything uh, for what this weekend was. So, um, going into the Hall of Fame tonight is the ceremonies. It'll be Roberto Luongo, Daniel and Hendrick Sedin, Danny Alfredson, Herb Carnegie, and Rika Salonen are the members going into the Hockey Hall of Fame tonight. Um, I'm going to go and assume that if I asked you which one you have the most slash fondest memories of, Daniel Alfredson would be the name that comes to mind for you. Would I be correct with that one, Dave? Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you always? What do you remember most about Daniel Alfredson? I think I know the answer, but uh, I want to hear it from your mouth. Oh, I mean the the hit on Darcy Tucker. <laughs> I, I remember that memory fondly. Uh, the line with him, Danny Heatley, and Jason Spezza that one year that they just they were good by storm. Uh, obviously, him mocking Matt Sundin. That's the one I thought you were going to go with. The fake stick I, got, I got so many. I got <laughs> so many. But, you know, like you as Leafs fan, you know, growing up watching Leafs, you see Daniel Alfredson and like he was public enemy number one. Um, and he played that role perfectly uh, for the Senators. I know some people were questioning whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I personally, I, I'm like, you know what? Like, 
we're making it like so hard. Like the the qualifications to get into the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, it's an important place. You want to make sure the right people are getting in, but you got to recognize people for what they did. Daniel Alfredson was, you know, he he led the Senators, you know, during a time where though the franchise was just getting themselves on the you know trying to get themselves you know a foot in that hockey market. He was the leader. No, he brought that team to a Stanley Cup final um, and I, in unexpected times, right? He wanted to stay there his whole career. He Ottawa was his home, like, and he was a good player. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, he's not, no, wasn't the best player in the league, but he was really good. And I, I brought up that Heatley uh, Spezza line. Like, that was one of the better lines in the league. They were dumbing the Leafs. I just remember not wanting to watch a Leafs game against the Sanders because. It was like an 8-2 loss for the Leafs. Dominic Hasek was in net. Like, those were good centers team. And I, I thought they were going to win the cup that year that they played against Anaheim. Yeah. Like, I thought that was going to be their year. So, like, to say that, you know, because he didn't win a cup, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He still won an Olympic gold medal. He has won. He, he, did, he did win the Olympic gold. Um, not a single member of this Hall of Fame class has a Stanley Cup under their belt. Not one. No, but they all have a gold medal. And I think that's important. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. They yes, have won something in their career. And I hate that argument for that reason. I agree. But, I mean, look, Luongo and the Sedin Twins also went to a cup final. They also had probably the toughest road to a cup final throughout their years in the Western Conference when they had teams like L.A. and Chicago. Chicago, San Jose. Yeah, like th- that was not an easy feat for them. And like, you know, I remember when they finally made it to the cup final, they beat Chicago and like how big of a deal that was. Cause yeah, they slayed like, the dragon, right? Alex Burrow yeah. slayed the dragon. Yeah, exactly. And like the Sedins and Luongo weren't passengers, right? They were like front and center of those teams. We know Luongo, what he like, would Canada have won that gold medal if they didn't make the goaltending change from Brodeur to Luongo? I don't think so because Brodeur wasn't playing the, his best hockey at that point in his career, and Luongo was. Like, that was the year Luongo won everything. Like, everything. William Jennings. Like, he – actually, I don't know if he – he didn't win the Vesna. He was a finalist for the Vesna. Yeah. But he won, like, so many different awards and went all the way to the, comp, the, the Stanley Cup final – won Olympic gold in his own backyard um, on home ice in Vancouver, the same arena that he had gone to the cup final. Um, Like a lot of good stuff happened for Luongo. He was playing his best hockey at that time in his career. But like when it comes to Luongo, like this dude was just an ox. There was like a a, a four-year stretch where he played like 72, 73, 74 games. Like Legitimately, four years in the mid-2000s where this guy played 70-plus games back-to-back-to-back-to-back. That's unheard of in today's hockey. Un-freaking heard of. Um, the dude was just an ox, a workhorse. He retires as the um, playing the second-most games in NHL history as a goaltender. Um, I think he's third or fourth in shutouts. Like The guy was just a, an absolute beauty of a goaltender and one of the funniest people um, in hockey. Uh, like his Twitter game is always unreal. I went back and looked at a couple of those like TSN skits that they had done too. No, um, they're, they're really well done. And, and, and he's always, what's that? Remember him and Corey Schneider, like the one B like, yeah, those there are- is one go check it out uh, on YouTube. It's called um, the intern. 
Yes. Where he's Jamie Noodles McLennan's intern. It's so funny. So funny. Uh, but yeah, so he clearly very deserving of, of being Hall of Famer. He's like a top 10 goalie all time, like in my opinion. So he certainly should go in the class. The Sedins too. I, th- I think the story of the Sedins um, gets them gets them in the Hall of Fame and pushes them to first ballot territory. Because there, there was a lot of speculation about whether or not they were first ballot, whether Daniel Sedin more so was like a first ballot guy. And I think the story of them being twins coming into the NHL together, just the wild trade to even allow Vancouver to select both of those guys. was out. I, there still needs to be a 30 for 30 for that um, to get them here to, for them to blow up and become superstars. They both won an art Ross Daniel won at Ted Lindsay. Henrik won uh, won an, an MVP. Um, like, there's just so many personal accolades that they're able to get, and then they also did have the Olympic golds and made it to a Cup final as well. And real, like, legitimately pioneers of the shot pass. Mm-hmm. Pioneers, not pioneers, but like they were the cycle kings. And go look at how the NHL is played today. Like a lot of what is going on and, and what they're doing is cycle game, and there's a lot of like high tip pass shot passes too, right? Yeah. That that they made famous. So, you know, I think the the Sedins were just incredible, incredible players. So glad that they get to go in together. It was unfortunate that Henrik was not there Friday. I don't know if he came in on Saturday or when he came in. He will be there tonight, but wasn't there to celebrate. Um, at the Hall of Fame game itself on on Saturday or on Friday due to COVID issues, and then uh, Herb Carnegie getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, that's that's outstanding. That's amazing. Then Rika Salonen, and uh, the Finnish um, uh, women's player uh, will be also be getting inducted into the Hall of Fame tonight. So uh, we got five terrific six actually terrific people who will be going into the Hall of Fame tonight. Will be joining. Uh, the the greats to ever play. So it'd be really cool to watch uh, to watch that tonight. And I'm excited for Luongo's speech. In particular, Louis' speech is is something that I'm definitely going to be uh, going to be keeping an eye on tonight for sure. Um, all right, Dave. Let's uh, let's let's leave it there for today. That'll do it for the podcast. And to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms. Receive daily at least content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morasudi. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. <clears throat> we got another game against the Pittsburgh Penguins to tee up for you guys. But until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.